Chapter Two of Shago the Mighty Buffalo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Wedgie Ann. Shago the Mighty Buffalo by Richard Burnham. Chapter Two, Shago's Big Jump. Shago, the mighty buffalo, wandered up to the top of a little hill. Down below him was the mud wallow, and he was still covered with the cool slime from its depths. Slime that would keep away the bugs and mosquitoes for some time. At least I don't have to worry about him, thought the great shaggy buffalo, the mightiest of all the herd. He looked across the prairie, which formed part of the government preserve, and could see a crowd of other shaggy animals like himself. In the midst of this throng, he noticed two figures moving nimbly about. That's Rumpo and Bumpo, budding each other, said Shago to himself. Well, I hope they get some fun out of it. I don't care for it any more, though. Time was when Shago would have been among the first to rush up to see two buffaloes ramming each other with their immense heads, with their heavy shock of hair. In fact, Shago would have shouldered his way through the throng to a place well up in front, but now he did not care to look on, even from a distance. I wonder what's the matter with me, mused Shago. I wonder what's going to happen. I don't like it here any more, though I used to think it was the finest place in the world. Shago looked over as much of the range as he could see. It was so large, however, that he could not see it all at once. There were woods and prairies, Flatlands and lowlands and hills, wallows and salt licks. These last were places where salt cropped out of the ground, and at certain seasons, buffaloes, deer, elks, and antelopes came to these places to lick the ground with their tongues to get a taste of salt. Salt is good for some wild animals, such as buffaloes. You may have seen on a farm how the cow and sheep are sometimes given salt. Often a lump of rock salt is put in the manger of a horse, for a little salt is good for horses also. As Shago looked over the buffalo preserve and saw the sun shining on a part of the fence that was all around it, a new thought came into his head. He sniffed the air, pawed the ground, sending up a little cloud of dry dust, and then he said to himself, I know what the matter is. This place is too small for me. It isn't large enough. I'm tired of being fenced in for there was a wire fence many miles long all around the park. The fence had to be there to keep the buffaloes from wandering away and to keep out the bad white men and Indians who might have come in to take away or to shoot the buffaloes. Of course, the men could have crawled under, jumped over, or have cut the fence, but the wire being there told these men that the government wanted them to stay out, and the men knew the government would punish them if they did any harm to the herd of big animals. Yes, this place ain't large enough, decided the mighty buffalo. I've heard stories told by Wuffo of his grandfather and their friends. They never had to stay cooped up in a park with a fence all around. They could run and roam as they pleased. I don't see why I can't. I'm going to. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run away. However, it was one thing for a buffalo to make up his mind he was going to run away from the government park, but it was quite another thing to do it. All around the range, or national park, 
was this strong, high fence of wire. The men who put it up knew they must needs to make an extra strong on account of the big buffaloes, who are stronger and larger than any bull of the farm pasture. Shago knew about the fence. More than once, in the dark, he had bumped against it, and more than once, on the sly, he and some other buffalo calves had tried to break through it. But it can't be broken, said Shago, after he had tried several times with his companions. No, agreed Poco. I don't believe it can. Anyhow, who wants to break it? This place suits me. And me too, said Soako and the others. It had suited Shago too, until this past week when somehow or another he had become discontented. And so I'm going to run away, he decided. I'll get over or through the fence somehow and see what's on the other side. Shago, like many of the other buffaloes, had never been outside the fence. Shago had been born inside and had never been allowed to go out. But I'm going now, he told himself, as he walked down the hill and over towards the others of the herd. By this time, the fun fight between Rumpo and Bumpo was over. Bumpo had won, having knocked down Rumpo more times than Rumpo had knocked him down. Oh, Shago, you should have seen it, bellowed Poco, as he ran up alongside the big buffalo. Yes, you surely missed it, echoed Soako. It was great fun. I guess I didn't miss much, replied Shago. I had a good time off by myself. Hmm, that's the first time I ever knew anybody could have a good time alone, unless he was eating or rolling in the mud, said Poco in a low voice to Soako. That's right, agreed the other. Shago's getting more and more queer. And if these two buffalo friends could have known what Shago had made up in his mind to do, that is, run away, they would have been more surprised than ever. Once Shago found out what made him discontented, that the park was not big enough for him, he began to look about for a way of getting out of it. For several days he wandered around with the rest of the herd, eating the grass here and there, drinking from the different springs, going to the shade of the trees when the sun was too hot, or rolling in the mud when the flies bit too hard. And all the while, Shago was looking for a hole in the fence, but he found none, and he was beginning to be discouraged. I wonder if I'll get out, he said to himself. One day, Shago separated himself from the rest of the herd. He could do this easily, as of late, he had not been very friendly, and the others had come to let him alone. Shago's a bit cross and grouchy, said Woofo. Let him alone until that spell wears off. Then he'll be his same jolly old self again. So when Shago wandered off alone, no one paid any attention to him. Shago went up on top of a hill. From there, he looked down and saw the shiny wire fence that kept him from leaving the preserve. A new idea came into Shago's head. He looked at the fence and at the thick clump of bushes and the small trees that grew on the other side. The fence was quite a distance below him. I believe I can do it cried Shago aloud to himself. He was quite excited. I believe if I took a run and gave a jump, 
I could leap down from the top of this hill, over the fence, and so down into the soft bushes. It wouldn't hurt me much. And I would be over the fence. Then I'd be out. I'd be free and could roam where I pleased. That's what I'll do. I'll give a big jump down from this hill, over the fence, and get away. The more Shago thought of this idea, the better he liked it. He looked behind him. There was the rest of the herd calmly eating, chewing cud or wallowing in the mud. Rumpo and Bumpo were again at their budding fun fight game. None of that for me, said Shago. I'm going to run away, jump the fence, and see the world. Goodbye, my buffalo friends, he said, though he was so far away the others could not hear him. Shago did not have anything to pack to take away with him. He carried his hump, or pack, on his big shoulders. Once more, looking back toward his friends and companions, Shago shook his head and pawed the dirt, stamping his hooves on the top of the hill. Here I go, he said at last. He walked back the little way and then broke into a run. As he neared the edge of the hill, Shago gave a big jump and launched himself outward and downward. He held his legs stiff under him as he felt himself sailing through the air. I'm going to clear the fence. This time I shall jump over and land on the other side, thought Shago as he leapt through the air. At last I'm free. I'm jumping away. End of chapter 2